Welcome to hell. <laughs> That's where I'm from. So oh, nice. That's the South. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can go fuck yourself too. Whoa, <laughs> guy. Easy, easy. Breathe, breathe. Oh, you got this thing I got the, I got it. Record, I got that recorded too. <laughs> okay, good. You Does that disgust you? Okay over there? I will be belching all night. Why? It's just one of those nights, but I don't have to. Why will is it, it please an everyone if I suppress them? Into the microwave? Like, no, I was doing it that way. Hello and welcome to the Jersey Shore Musicians Podcast. <laughs> Just start over because that's fucking funny. <laughs> oh, God. Welcome back. Hello and welcome to the Jersey Shore Musicians Podcast. I'm Matt. That's Jeff. Hello. And tonight we're doing a little discussion with our friends. Heather Lowry and, well, you you guys know that guy, Mr. Mark Ward over there. Are you like a VIP on this? We keep him around for entertainment purposes. Fucking here once, I don't know. Don't curse. Children listen to this. I don't even know where to pee. No, I'm not a VIP. I, I took a shit in the hedges. Oh gosh. <laughs> a, that's a good start right there. Yeah. My third appearance, I get to use the bathroom. Lovely. At least they're your hedges and not mine. I don't have to go in there. I don't care. <laughs> So how are we doing tonight? I'm well. Splendid. Wonderful. How about you? I'm correct. Dandy. I was Did you convincing. say grat? I probably slurred great a little bit, but... There were like three vowels at the same time. There's yeah. a boom out and you're great. Ah, uh, well. Grat. Blame Captain Morgan. So, uh, we just start things off. We got it. We got Heather Lowry here. She, uh, she booked shows all summer long at Low Fidelic Records, our, one of our sponsors. Hi. David and Ethan. <laughs> Just give, uh, give us a little background on you and what you do and how you got involved with Low Fidelic. And I was actually just stepping in there to see if David had any um, like comedian records. Ew, for real? <laughs> no, how about you this just let it great. out? Just let it out. I'm not stopping you. You're stopping you. I cannot wait. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have something for when you're speaking. You could have kept going. What should be my thing when Mark? Just let him out quick, and that way I'll just chop him out. Yeah, exactly. Just do it. Or or use him for comedic purposes. Put a mustache on the monitor. Christ's sake. All right. So. Anyways, so I was just stopping in um, to see Vienna Comedy Records because it's the only thing that I do collect. And um, while I was in there, I was like, hey, do you put on shows? And he's like, I do, but there haven't been great turnouts. And I was like, I'll change that for you. And then uh, six months later, 26 bands later, we uh, were doing shows every other Wednesday. I'm retired now, but shows are still going on at Low Fidelic Records. Uh, <laughs> They're not pushing them nearly as much. There have been a number of shows that went on that I only found out about because he was posting about them live. They got pushed, and the schedule came out, and I was able to go. I went to every show because they were promoted. Yeah. And then there have been, I just missed something, Raga Gaia, something like that. There was a sitar, there was a saxophonist, and Mm -hmm. I didn't see it. I really wanted to see it, and... Oh, my word. Anyway. (laughs) Swallow that. (laughs) But um, 
Yeah, but that was the beauty of what we were doing at Low Fidelic is that we were doing it every other Wednesday. So people didn't even have to look for like a flyer to come out or everything because they knew every other Wednesday there was going to be a show there. And um, one thing that I loved a lot about it is that we were all ages. So some days we would have babies with headphones like Jeff has on. Um, we would have bands of teenagers, um, all ages, constantly. So. NBYOB. Yeah, it was and free. That's my new mm. Yeah. Well, that's, how, that's how I met you and free. I uh, well, that's got Low Fidelic mm-hmm. involved with the podcast. And then that's I went out how to go see Grisco. got booked, actually, yeah. because he actually referred your band. Hey, yeah. thanks, man. Mm-hmm. No problem, man. Hey, so. you facilitated this. Mm-hmm. Good on you. Yeah. I try. I try. Mm-hmm. Look out for my peoples, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're right over there. Hi. <laughs> Should we, we have a tally mark for how many burps we're doing? Why is it happening now? started at five. Meow? My word. We're at five already, folks. I'm starting at five. Oh, God. And that's... So, yeah. So you're also a stand-up comic, right? Yes. Yeah. Get a little bit into that. How long have you been been doing it? My word. I've been doing stand-up comedy since, I don't know, seven years now? Eight years now? Um... When I first started, I was uh, actually working with the Brighton Bar doing comedy. Mm -hmm. And uh, comedy actually is what held the Brighton Bar through the pandemic, um, which is pretty awesome. So uh, years ago, I started because in the area, I noticed that a lot of stand-up comedians had to commute at least 45 minutes to an hour to get anywhere. And we had a lot of stand-up comedians in the Jersey Shore area. So um, I contacted uh, Greg McAlino, who is one of the owners of Brighton Bar, who is also my history teacher in middle school. And I was like, listen, what do you guys have going on Mondays? And um, I was like, I would like to do a strictly comedy open mic. So then um, I did that for one year. When I exactly hit one year, I said peace, passed it on to another comedian. I. I don't want to say I have commitment issues. I don't. Um, (laughs) I don't. I like to, I like to do things for a period of time, check it off and then try something different. Um, That's why with like low fidelic, I've never really worked strictly with bands. And when people were hearing I was doing this, they thought I was doing an opening act. And I was like, no, I'm not doing any comedy with this. And people are like, what? I'm like, no, I just want to, have something going on with music, bringing the kids in, because these poor kids in the past three years really got to miss out with a lot of things going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Socially, Especially, it's, had, it's, had, it's been real hard on kids. Yeah. So thinking about teenagers, you know, like growing up, like well, we'd go to, what's the place in Sarahville? Starland. 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 You know, and then we had like Warp Tour. We had all these things to expose ourselves in our teenage years. And especially your son, you said 17. Yeah. Like he just went three years of not being able to see like live music. And as a teenager, that's what we like thrived on is like getting out oh, yeah. and like seeing shows. So when I did this with David, being able to have all ages meant like the world to me because like, you know, kids are the future. I <laughs> mean, duh. So, um, but back to like uh, with the open mic for comedy, I strictly wanted to keep it for comedians only because there is a lot of stuff for musicians. Um, there's not a lot of stuff for comedians. They would have to go. Well, there's a lot of stuff for <laughs> certain musicians. 
Really? Yes. For first, and then certain musicians, they don't really have a lot of avenues. Like the heavier end of the spectrum is very curtailed to a, a few select venues, we'll say. Why? Because it's loud. Um, or do you think it's the genre? It's just not. It's just not the it thing right now. You know. That's interesting because I feel like like hardcore shows are popular. They're getting back there. They're getting back there. But it's a lot more like DIY kind of stuff. Not so much like a, an actual like venue venue putting it on. Mm. How okay. many venue venues are there? There's three. Venue, venue, venue. <laughs> Saint, Dingbats, and I'm talking like that level. You got the House of Independence, which is a little bit bigger than that. You have the lanes. I mean, you got Bond Street Basement. Four. And the, the lanes doesn't even really do any heavy music really anymore at all. Is Court Tavern still... Doing shows? I don't believe that so. closed down, um, right? Mill Hill. Yeah, you got the Mill Hill, but that's that's, that's all the way out in Trenton. It's, it's a hot to hike. What? It's a basement. Yeah, that's a great venue. I've never it's been. a cool place. I played there a couple but months ago. But would you consider it a venue venue? Yeah. Capital V venue. Yeah? It's tiny, but it's still a venue. Okay. Okay. I feel like they're constantly booking. So well, yeah, they're always there's always yeah. something Sweet. going on there. Cool. But so the thing fine. is that, like, I did notice working with a lot of the bands for um, Low Fidelic Records. A lot of the bands are so grateful that, like, I I had no rhyme or reason when I booked these shows. Like, if you contacted me, I was like, sure, you're in. And people were like, what? And I was like, yeah, like, I don't, like, I didn't even ask what kind of genre it was. Like, mm. I, like, a lot of people when they're booking shows, they do, like, all the same type of music together. Like I would have sometimes exactly, which is understandable, but I kind of like, I was like, Hey, whatever you want to be on the show, you're on the show. And people would be super grateful because Asbury park is very, um, <laughs> they're just becoming more of like, Mega how popular rich and just, uh... are you? How much money can you make us? Who so are you? Right yeah, exactly. Like, who are you? Why should we book you? Where I'm like, oh, okay, this is your first show ever playing as a band, whatever. Oh, you guys have been playing for 10 years? Cool, let's do this, you know? And everyone that has played, which Mark I have had on the Lil Fidelic show, it's it's a vibe, you know? Like, it brings you back to, like, that very organic, like, middle school. It's got that DIY feel to it, just like what's kind of up and coming right right now. But what do you mean by that? Like, like DIY is venue. just like someone set up a show, there's a PA and the band's playing. Whoever yeah. shows up, shows up. Okay. You there know? needs to be entry level. You can't just have a certain level of venue where you have to have already proven yourself. It's like a catch-22. It's like it's your first job. Well, what's your experience? Well, I don't have experience until I get my first job. You need opportunities like this. You need venues like this. You need people like this putting on shows like this that just play any band, any genre, any age, anything. It's so crucial for what she's doing and the fact that you're retiring, the fact that you're not putting shows on. Hiatus. Whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, hiatus. Yeah. I don't know. He's working it out again. My word. I know. She started with retired. Now we're at a hiatus. She's going to make a big comeback within the next hour. By the time this is over, she'll be booking shows next week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like, I came from, like, that comedy background of booking shows, but... So, like, I know, Mark, you're saying you're like, well, how hard it is to book shows. Doing, like, the shows at Low Fidelic are some of the easiest things I've ever done because, like, not to sound like a brat, is that I didn't have to look for the bands. The bands came to me. Hmm. And, like, 
I know it sounds bratty, but like I, I literally people would see what we're doing on Instagram, would walk by and be like, how do I get involved? And I'm like, hit me up. I'll yeah. write you in. I stopped by because Chris Mill was playing. And then by the end of the day, I was talking to you and got you to him. And they played there a couple of weeks later. Mm-hmm. That was cool. That was very cool. Word of mouth is the best advertising. Agreed. And then, like, so I started, since I had everything so um, so booked up, like, I literally had the whole summer booked up, and people were like, how do I get on? I'm like, summer's booked. So people were like, okay, when are we doing this again? And I was like, I don't know, you know. But I had those flyers out, so I would have flyers out that would have, like, four like the next four bands coming up and that's what I was passing out. Mm. So you had like the next four shows and then when that was done, the next four shows. So, um, but like I said, like booking bands over booking comedy shows is just like, it was cake. It just because like comedians are a whole other. <laughs> How so? How so? Yeah. Comedians, I mean, you have to think you're a solo person having to come out. Um, I don't want to say comedians are uh, <laughs> emotionally, you know, like roller coasters. You like know? logistically, like, how is one person who only needs a microphone more difficult to book than a band? With a drummer. It's just, it's what I've experienced. With a drummer. Forget everybody else in the band, the drummer. The drummer's the problem. <laughs> well, okay, I'm going to just play devil's advocate to it. It's okay. like, all right. How many, like, because you're the first comedian I've ever met. Hi. Like, like <laughs> face to face. So, to me, there's not a lot of you. And that's another thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a shit ton of bands... There's a lot of bands. Yeah, you know, and like you're right, there's, or or Mark, you were right about like entry level to this and that and uh, and then all this other shit. So you kind of like round robin a band. What does that mean? Okay, Can well. Can I get a definition? Uh, pro band, beginner band, mm-hmm. shouldn't be a band, you know? Yeah. Hey, so, I got kicked out of that band, right? <laughs> so like, but that's what I mean. Like all three of us come to you yeah. no matter what. Like, I can sit there and play Starland the one day and then come mm-hmm. to you and be like, can I play that Wednesday? And you're going to say yes, mm-hmm. you know? So there's so many bands, I so know. many different That's types of I bands. no issues. Like, yeah. I literally had to turn people away. Like where that's comedians, something. that's where, like, like you said, there isn't that yeah. many. And a lot of people would have to drive <laughs> a far distance mm-hmm. to come do, like, a show. So, like, that's new to me exactly. or, like, a new world I've never... And, um, and I don't want to say like bands are so thirsty to get out there, but like they just want to play and that's where it was like, what we were just touching on is there's not a lot of venues to play at for a lot of different genres. And so you still have a ton of bands trying to play at five places. Yeah. So, you know, once you put up the flag that, Hey, we're booking shows, they'll flock to it. Yeah. Not to mention we felt welcome at lo-fi. I don't know much about Mill Hill Basement, but correct me if I'm wrong, but it's mostly hardcore stuff, right? No, they do a lot of different stuff there. Do they? Yeah. Okay. So they, they, Britney they're, Spears they're, they're would cool be there? No. Oh, well, they don't do a lot of stuff. Because I do know Mill Hill is like a, more of a hardcore place. Yeah. yeah they, they tend no, to stick towards the heavier hard. end of the spectrum. Yeah, but so I would feel out of place there. Yeah. 
I cool also would feel out of it's place. It's very now. exactly. Oh, I mean, we the feel would of the not place feel out of place at Lo-Fi. The, the feel ah, of the place is nice. very similar. Is I would say to the Saint. It's it's small. It's compact. There's stickers and shit all over the wall. I've seen video. It looks cool as hell. Yeah, it makes me sad because I feel like we don't have a place just, there. It's just in the Wait, middle where? of Trenton. Where? Mill Hill. Oh, Mill Hill. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. it's just in the middle of Trenton. That's, I thought that's you were going to say the only downside to it. The only downside to it. It's big downside. Are you sure? Positive. Okay. Positive. But I thought you said the Saint. I'm like... He said the Saint. Yeah. No, so no, it's no. like the vibe of it's similar to the Saint. Uh, like I said, stickers and shit all over the walls. Sorry, I couldn't hear it you. Smells like piss, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's the good stuff. <sighs> stickers all over the wall. That's where you feel like a fucking real musician. It smells like piss in here. Mm. I've, I've ever arrived. <laughs> and, I, and I love the Saint, too. I play, I've played there a million times. Oh, sorry, God. But what's crazy, though? Okay, for instance, the Oh, she's taking over been again. Been going there for like what the fuck? <laughs> you know what's crazy? <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. My bad. Um, that was scary. Shows are so expensive at the Saint now. Like, even like... Well, that's uh, everywhere, though. How much? Why, how much is the Saint I show? I mean, okay, we're used to be able to go to the Saint to see a show. $5, top eight. You know what I mean? Shows are like $15, $20 At the Saint? Really? The Saint. Yes. Yes. Yeah, some of this. Yeah, if it's got a national act attached to it, yeah. That piss marinated shoebox is fifteen <laughs> bucks to get in. <laughs> I say that with love and adoration. I think it's and funny accuracy. <laughs> but it's wild though, because even at PNC Bank, when you used to be able to get lawn seats, twenty dollars. Oh lawn yeah, those seat, days are fucking gone. Long gone. Yeah, I like last time. I was like, why is this sixty-five? I could only imagine what it is now. To get it, yeah. To a lawn seat. So. And it's like, okay, but that's what's wild. It's because, like, people, I mean, these festivals, you know, like hundreds of dollars. It's so unfair that people have to spend so much money to be able to see live music. It's like I was going through shit the other day and I found a ticket stub. I think it was from 98. It was Fear Factory, Lamb of God, System of a Down at the Birch Hill. I paid $14 to get in the door. But here's $14. the thing I'm going to play devil's advocate again because I like doing that. I know a lot of touring musicians. The insurance is astronomical now. For the venue? For the venue. The so you're saying you have to charge to, that much. The band has to pay it up front. The, what do you mean the band has to pay? When, let's say you go play the Arts Center. Okay. Okay, they're like, all right, cool. Um, you have to have a policy of a million, I'm just going to say a number, a million dollar policy. Okay. So a band will have to pay like a hundred thousand or whatever the hell it would be up front. So bands put out money to be able to play a venue. There's a great old story I have from one of my friends. Here's a pie chart. It's wild. Insurance, paying of the crew, paying for the bus. That much is the band. Yeah. That's why you have to play every city. Mm. Now don't get me wrong. You could get $5,000 a gig, but that's one day. Tomorrow's another five. Another, you know what I mean? So it's also, it's a business. It's called a music business for a reason. That hadn't occurred to me. You don't know how much of a godsend you and Lo-Fi are as far as what you provide for fans, musicians. What did I do? It's shit that's out that's there. That's crazy what you're it's telling me. no fun. The way they do things out there. So the yeah. way that you put these events on. You should have been charging way more. 
<laughs> but we didn't charge anything. That was like a thing that we did. Because we're all artists in a certain way. We all want to be like, you know, music, comedy, yada, yada, you know, our craft, our craft, our craft. Mm-hmm. Man, that goes this far. After that, it's straight business. Here's my product. Yeah. Here's my CD. I'm done. Throw in the garbage. Otherwise, go out there, sell it, promote it, yeah. make it into playlists. Like, it's it's a business. It's just so wild to me, though, because entertainment is what makes the world go round. Entertainment yeah. is what keeps people sane. Like, I don't know about the music world, but I do know about the comedian world where, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Like, pe- comedians will drive so far. People will pay so much money to get into, like, a comedy bar. Mm-hmm. $25 to get in, two drink minimum, a meal. And then, like, comedians will get paid maybe, like, $40. Oh, my God. That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> that's so much money. It's like insane. Like, and how much does the bar make? Everything, or the club, or the it's so restaurant. much money. I mean, I know, like, I know people that will put on shows, and they'll actually come out negative, mm. because to get people to come out, they'll be like, "Listen, I'll just pay for like your plate of food, so they can get people into the thing." And then, mm. like, the owners of the establishment make money. Yeah, they don't care. But yeah. the Most entertainers and the people that are booking the shows, the promoters, come out negative. Like, it makes no sense to me, like at all, like. All right, so a long time ago, I played this place in Sayreville. Okay. And went upstairs. You can still kind of tell us there, but go ahead. Handed the guy a little over $2,000 in ticket sales. We got back 190 bucks. Jesus Christ. 190 bucks. So what you're saying, it's really not far off. It's just so And that's just one band that was playing that night. We handed him over $2,000, and we got back 190 bucks. So you're, like... Like comedians doing the promoting, doing the networking, yep. doing the marketing, and then you get like nothing. And the bigger ba- like the bigger venues will give you tickets to sell and say, "Hey, this ticket you do the thirty five bucks." Do they do that? For you get two comedies? bucks back for every ticket you it's sell. The same thing. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I won't say venues, obviously, but there's venues where if you perform, you have to bring at least fifteen to twenty people. Or they will not yeah. let you perform. Oh, oh yeah, that, that's, that's nothing new. If, if, if you guarantee so 50 tickets new. and you show up at 42, you're buying the last eight if you want to play. Yeah. It's just so insane. It is. It's just so insane. It's very disgusting how like the higher ups just stay at the higher ups and just keep making that money where it's like, <laughs> it's just, it's really insane. So even, even on the local level, like there's, there's a place in Asbury and my band, well, not my band anymore, but we, we, We've been playing for like 13 years. We were nominated for Asbury Music Awards like three different years. Like, we go to this place and we're like, hey, we want to get on the show. And they're like, oh, well, you've never played here or not haven't played here in a long time. So, if you want to play a show like that, you got to come in and do our local showcase and you got to bring at least 25 to 30 people on like a Tuesday night. Are you on your phone? Yeah, I wanted to look that up. In the middle of this episode? He's researching. Why? Researching. You, you I think I speak on behalf of all of us that we're hurt. Oh, don't be hurt. Yeah, I mean, I could sit there and look that up. Take back everything I said. They got a new driver up. He's diligent. No, he cares. Actually, no. I kind of know the answer to this. It's just, but I'm just kind of fascinated that it goes along with uh, the music, Uh, comedy stuff. is is kind of very similar. There's pay to play. You're fucked, 
and I hope you love this. Otherwise, you're never going to make any money out of it. So you must not like money or you must really love what you're doing. Do you think these people care anymore? No. Do you think they care anymore about no. music, about the arts? We talk, no. he, we talk about it all the time. I am Nobody a firm believer. Music anymore. Nobody gives a fuck. So the attention fuck. span is gone. They don't give a fuck. A lot of people give a fuck. They don't give a higher fuck. Higher ups? Who yes. Oh, okay. higher yes. ups? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, they don't yeah, give yeah. a shit. They only care about they his never dollars. They never did. They never did. It was all about money. That's it. That's not true. You, because don't, go, you don't go stop. into this not giving a shit. Oh, yes, you, you go do. into this because you give a shit. No, no. You, you, yeah, you do until you start you fucking buying BMWs. If you go into the music business because you want to make money, that's You're wrong. Yeah, exactly. You're so wrong. Exactly. You're starting off falling on your face. Yeah, but like I said, the guys that are running the shows and they own the clubs, they're not in music. They're a businessman that's okay. So you're talking about like the, the okay, so the, the suit who owns the place. Yeah, I'm or talking even, even the person that's you know, okay. the person that's booking the shows to an extent. They have to show their boss. That's there's who always I'm a, talking there's about. Always that's a boss. who I'm talking about. They have to show their boss. They, they cared at some shows. point. What did it? They money. cared at some point. Money, money threat of losing their job. They, they became it. jaded. Yeah, they realized the more, the more they do this, the more money they make. So they just kept doing that. They're weak, is what they did. They lost their integrity. They lost their values. They lost the reason they got into this. And why are you laughing? Because I'm, I'm making I'm points. Literally, <laughs> no, you're making points from an artistic point of view, which is fine and fair. But now let's put let's put her on the hot seat here with uh, Lo-Fi. Knowing what we're talking about, would let's say you depended on that to be your job. How would you? handle than the band. It would be a completely different thing. You know what I mean? So it's like, let's put it yeah. this way. Like, she did it out of the kindness of her heart, and she did a great job. I wanted to bring the community But if there was money involved... Well, that's... What would you do differently if you had to meet a quota? If by the end of every show at Lo-Fi, you had to give David a... a hundred bucks. What would you do differently? That's an interesting question. You have all the time in the world. And you thought this was going to be a joke. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you could, you could charge at the okay, door. Well, or? I would still, I would, so I would, I wouldn't do a ticket sale thing. Like they were saying, like you, the bands would have to do like a thing or you couldn't play or you had to pay the money. It would probably be something like $5 at the door. Mm-hmm. And it would still be something that was like a feasible amount of money because when, for a while when I was booking shows um, and booking shows was a way that I was making money, mm-hmm. my love for it did completely change because when I did do the work for it and I did need to make money to pay bills, I noticed like like what you were saying, you know, you're saying at a certain point like time, like people became like jaded. Like when did that happen? Because it is something that you do love and you invest your time in. Your time is money when it comes to if that's what you're solemnly doing and like you're not doing like a paid gig and you have to make money because we're not, it's, we have to pay bills. New Jersey's expensive as hell. We still got to pay our rent, our car insurance, yada, yada. But when I was noticing that, I would put in a lot of work, a lot of networking, a lot of marketing. I would be more selective about who I would book because I need to make sure that I'm pulling in the people to make the money and when I realized I put out the money for the flyers I put out the money to pay these comedians because the further you came from the more money I paid you but which is nice of you I got paid yeah and 
like that's where I looked at it like where um, I'm the reason this is happening I'm the reason that's pulling all these people together I'm the one paid. doing what I should be paid I should get something yeah I'm not coming out negative that's for sure but the thing especially with bands too like there's a lot of promoters that there a lot of their shows do come out negative a and, lot of and them. it sucks because they have to promise the club so much for the night and if the bands don't bring enough people out Yes. That's coming out of the promoter's well, that pocket. That would be the thing. When I'd book shows at the Brighton Bar, obviously they would take a certain amount of money from the ticket sales that I did at the front, and then I would divvy it up. Like I said, the further you came, you got paid the most money. Because some people were coming yeah, from the city. Yeah, got for travel, yeah. They were paying tolls. They were paying gas mm -hmm. money, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it would only be sometimes like $60, but $60 for five, ten minutes of your time is a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, think about what we get paid hourly. You know, so, um, but I did notice when it, when it came to the point where I had to bring in the money and I had to make the money, my love for aspect. it was, was definitely changing because instead of at the end of the night, we're low fidelic. I knew it was a community thing. I mm. knew I wasn't making money. Yeah. I didn't need to make money. You know what I mean? Obviously I cared if David made some sales. Mm -hmm. Hey, did you sell any records tonight? Did you make any money? Because that is his time. Yeah. He is opening up the store later. You know what I mean? He does have electric bill SAP. He does have run he has to pay. Yep. So I would like if David made money that people would actually buy like a record. You know what I mean? But yes, when I went into Low Fidelic and that was me just doing like a part-time type of thing, I didn't feel bad at the end of the night if like money wasn't made. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to think about it like yeah. that. I didn't have to think about... Oh, did that comedian drive a certain extent? Oh man, like they didn't get paid for anything. Mm -hmm. You know, like I left feeling good every single time. So that's where it's like, yeah, there is a difference when money is to be made and money needs to be made and you do have to pay the people. Love for it over a sense of time changes. Yeah. You got bands around here, they're used to getting paid and exposure. They still do that. That hurts to hear, man. Everything you said. Well, I mean. So you don't have to live your life like that, but it is an ugly truth. Being able to put on the kind of shows you did was a luxury, essentially. Then. I wouldn't even say like a luxury. I looked at it more as like bringing the community together. Like I didn't. What do you mean, like a luxury? You were able to make the decisions you did because you didn't have to worry about paying insurance. You didn't have to worry about... Well, yeah, that's the beauty of it. I was able to book everybody and anybody. Everybody had a voice. If you had a following, if you didn't have a following. There were so many bands that were putting on their first show at Low Fidelic because I didn't have like an upper yeah, that I had to answer mm -hmm. to. We just brought people in. We got the networking in. Like The community got brought together. People got to meet other bands that then brought them to like another booking or mm -hmm. like so why don't more places follow that model give bands the opportunities it's hard i'm talking about an establishment an establishment that has product to sell every time i was there i bought a record i didn't feel obligated yeah morally. <laughs> i didn't i just want because i was fucking in a record store what do you do when you're in a record store you buy records because why because you fucking love records and you want to buy music why and don't more people we do that? But that's what we were hoping that would happen because you have to think it was a BYOB, it was free, and it was all ages. So even if you didn't have a babysitter, you can bring the kids. 
-hmm. you know, if you didn't have fifteen dollars to spend on a beer, you were able to bring a six pack. You know, how are you able to do that? (laughs) That was the best part. (laughs) That was the best part. I'd have a bottle of. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd be like, oh, this is a guitar. No, it's not a (laughs) bottle of fucking rum. Um, But no, like, (laughs) but you see, like the cracks. So, like, not that we. I commend what you guys are doing, did, whatever. But we come down on these bigger venues that, yeah, you know, you see how, like, well, how'd you pull that off? Because it only takes once. Well, that's, you know what I mean? Been, and hopefully, you know, David won't ever get in trouble. No. You know I, what I mean? It's no, just, because it's a community thing. Unless somebody gets hurt. Yeah. You're fine. But that's of it, it i don't know why i didn't why i didn't want to curse i gotta start <laughs> drinking some more um up, man. that's yeah it's very fucked up but if you go to even a bar let's say a bar wants you to play mm-hmm. obviously you gotta pay you know i want this many people blah blah because that money's gonna pay the liquor license the insurance mm-hmm. uh, you security. know security bartender well not really bartenders but Sound you know guy. Yeah, like you so. said bills lights yeah. water you know, so it's like. Well, it's different when you walk in there too. There's there's a certain modicum of respect when you walk into Lo-Fi. Mm-hmm. When you walk into any kind of establishment like that, it's like when you walk into someone's house and immediately upon entering the foyer, you see that everybody has taken their shoes off. Like, oh, this person gives a shit about the state of their home. Whereas if you walk into someone's fucking futon single tube TV sitting on an empty TV uh, crate, you're like, oh, I can piss on the floor and they're not even going to notice. You know, when you walk into a place, you're not going to disrespect the establishment. Mm -hmm. And when you walk in a lo-fi, there aren't mosh pits. There aren't, because, well, because there's not much room for mosh pits. But you you, you go in there and you respect the place. Yeah. You know? All right, now that Mark has emptied splatter. I'm sorry to have disrupted the momentum. You've ruined everything. We can get it back. We can get it back. It's not ruined. It's ruined temporarily. If it's ruined. And I don't think it is. So what does uh, Burnt Tavern have coming up? Can I can, can, can I go back to the subject from before? Oh, boy. <laughs> We're not done. Let's go another rock layer. Well, no. It's <laughs> fucked up that more establishments don't put on shows. You have shit Nobody to sell. Cares. Fuck that. No, fuck that. The, the last show at Lo-Fi, the place was fucking packed. It was... I Was it? Nice. It. I had to shoot from outside. No, I took me... videos from outside because oh, I couldn't get show. inside. Your yeah, show. show. Your mm-hmm. show. You're I couldn't get inside. <laughs> I, watched it. I watched the show from the sidewalk. It was that packed. Yeah. You know how many records they sold? I actually posted a story on the Burnt Tavern Instagram of a dude during the band shopping for records. That's awesome. It was hilarious. Yeah. And it was awesome. That's awesome. It was awesome. If you have an establishment and you're not putting on shows, the problem is you. The problem is fucking you. You could do something. You could make a difference. And you know what you're doing? You're not doing it. You're fucked up. Fix it. Fucking fix it. Did you enjoy your last show? <laughs> there's, there's a promo right there. Well, no, the problem is, like we just talked about before, a lot of people in in that position where they're going to have something, what are you doing? Well, pick the fucking thing up. I thought you were tweaking his The nipple. people that are going to be in the position to <laughs> you know do the that, problem is. they're going to say they're going to say that the, the, the risk doesn't, it outweighs the reward. Fuck them. We don't want them. No, don't put on shows. You suck. But you already suck. You're going thing, in with a bad though. attitude. Like, you you got the wrong priority. I'm sorry. You have to worry about getting sued. 
You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah. if you want to worry about getting sued, then worry about getting sued but and don't put on shows. Continue to suck. That is the world we live in. Continue and fucking die. Hurry up. Get everybody out of the way. Stop breathing for a way to sue somebody and and make a quick freaking million dollars. It's it's the way of the world these days. It's, Good, it's, great, it's fuck as it is. No, no. People like David, people like Heather are putting on real shows in a real place. No, no, no. They got their hearts in the right place. They got their souls in the right place. They got their minds in the right place. Other people are like that. They're not alone. You can put on shows. Coffee shops, breweries. I think I talked about it on the last episode. Well, Red that we Tank, were on. Red Tank Brewery does shows. Red uh, Tank Brewery. Yeah. Teuton is putting on shows. Icarus puts on shows. Although I believe they have some weird issues going on because, like, they're, the municipality only allows what? Nothing. They only allowed them to put on like it. five shows a year or something. So, you know, that's the township fucking with them. Yeah. But no, if you've got any kind of establishment, just invite people in. You don't need speakers. You don't need mics. If you've got singer-songwriters, Soup Can Magazine did an event at Lo-Fi. It's a magazine that features painting and poetry. And they just had people reading poetry. Packed. The place was fucking packed. That's awesome. If you're not having events at your place, you are responsible for the downfall of society. Not singularly, but you're a part of it. Put on a fucking show. Oh, He's all fired up over there. It's so easy. <laughs> Just don't suck. Just don't make the wrong decisions. It's so fucking easy. You don't need a PA. You don't need security. You don't need everything that you think you need to put on a show. You know what you need? Four walls, a ceiling, and maybe an electrical outlet. That's it. That's it. Bring people in, gather the crowd, bring the people together, bring the community together, sell your shit, everybody wins. How fucking hard is it? Man, I mean, even, even me to an extent, like between going to school and work and well, everything, I have a hard time getting out to shows, I really do. Unless I'm playing them. That's okay though. Other people aren't like that, and they will go. But there's a lot of people that are like that. The people that are like that don't have to go. You will go when you're interested. That's okay. And you also the have to look at is, it like, the point you're, 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 you're talking about how special the thing at Lo-Fi is, but if that starts happening everywhere, that's not going to be that special anymore. No, it's all going to be special. It's all going to be special. Just because there's a million pizza joints in Jersey is one lesser than another? No, it's still the best pizza in the world. You can open up a Wawa next to a Wawa that's next to a Wawa. They're all going to do great business. Why? Because Wawa fucking rocks. If you put on events, it doesn't matter how often they are. People will be there. You know why? Because people are fucking lazy. And you need to have these shows everywhere. You need to have these events everywhere. You need to have something available for everyone in their own community to go to, to gather to. It's like a modern-day block party. And you need to put these things on. You need to have... And people have a certain responsibility. People have an opportunity. If you have an establishment, if you have a business, use your leverage, use your power as an opportunity to bring people together. And they're fucking not. Why? Because they don't get screamed at enough. She get fucking hit by cars. <laughs> not killed or just crippled. A lot of people don't want to put the extra effort in to not make money off. Dead than crippled, no offense. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of cripples who are upset by now. Probably less by what you said and more by the fact that I just called them cripples. Really? Well yeah. Might have to that out. <laughs> <laughs> I think Wawa should totally sponsor your band. I um, agree. One that'd of our awesome. Wawa tattoo. I just finished reading the Wawa book. It's called The Wawa Way. I read The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. Okay. I thought I would I... highlight the hell out of it because I, I, I thought everybody recommended it to me. I've been reading some Ryan Holiday. I've been catching up on my Stoic philosophy. I thought there was a lot of things that I could highlight in these books. I highlighted 
a fraction in those books of what I did while reading The Wawa Way by Richard Stockel. Good God, is that an amazing book. A true underdog story, integrity. Integrity is the parenthetical name of Wawa. It's Wawa slash integrity, and it's fucking fantastic. I almost want to just quit everything and work at Wawa. I feel so strongly about it. <laughs> They're hiring. They're all, oh. They're all hiring. I mean, you Everyone won't have time for music hiring. anymore, but you could totally do that. Dude, the way Wawa runs shit, I could probably just play during my shift. I'll get the midnight shift pumping gas and just mm. busk. Interesting. Busk mm. under the lights next to pump number five. <laughs> <laughs> Mark that down. Oh, my gosh. oh shit, really? Is that 15? 15? Wow. Shit. This shows how good I am at suppressing them. I could have blasted these fuckers. I could have peaked. I could have peaked these mics. I could have peaked her mic. I could have peaked your mic. But I didn't. I'm a gentleman and a scholar. I was going to say scholar. <laughs> I wasn't a scholar till I read the Wawa way. Well, there you go. Now I went scholar. to Wawa school. <laughs> what do you mean? When you, go to, when you work at Wawa, you have to go to Wawa school. You do. You have to be thoroughly trained. Yeah. Tell me about the Wawa school. No, it was a long time ago. A long time ago. No, tell me about the Wawa school. I was like 18, like? man. I don't even remember. We just went to a place. They're like, Wawa, so they're like, Wawa means that. flying goose. That's all I remember. <laughs> oh, so then why do, you, why do you guys think that smaller venues... Okay, so what, what Mark was speaking so passionately about, like, why do you think smaller venues don't do what Low Fidelic is doing? Because they're putting in a whole lot of extra effort and you're not making any money on it. No guaranteed money on it. I think because they, they don't know. they get in trouble, they're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they don't know down. that. Like, Risk reward. Yeah. I, I think they don't know that they can do it. They don't know that it's an option. We underestimate these people's imaginations. I think we underestimate people's imaginations. You think it's worth the gamble? It's worth a gamble for a, low, uh, a small place. You know, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, lo-fi is, but a small place that has nothing to lose yeah. other than closing its doors. So then because how many record stores are left? How many tape store yeah. or CDs tapes? Jesus Christ! How many <laughs> CDs? You know, like my language. it's yeah. well, it's a it's a thing of the past. Yeah, yeah. You know, everything's off the phone. Yeah, everything is off the phone. Not everything. Most things. Ninety percent. Well, I mean, 90%. it is. I do. Well, wait, have, hold on. I don't want to cut ahead. you off because no, I'm just gonna ahead. talk to this young gentleman right here. <laughs> What are you aiming to do with your band? What's the thing that you're doing the most of right now? Enhance people's lives in any way that we can. Even Wrong. if it's just one person. What are you doing to do that? Where are you putting this stuff to enhance their lives? YouTube. Okay. Where do you get YouTube? Where do you get YouTube? Yeah. How do you watch YouTube? I see what you're getting at. I see what you're getting at. Yeah, but man. we also play out. Absolutely. How many times you play out versus how many times you post on YouTube? What's your point? There's no real point. It's just no, no, no. The Make phone, your point. The I'm phone, fascinated. The internet. Okay. It's very businesslike versus okay. artistic. But it's not everything. It's not everything. I'm not saying that. <clears throat> it's, it's part of the pie graph. It's a big slice of the pie graph. Yeah, man. It's a greedy fat fuck version of the pie graph. It's so like I commend anybody that will sit there and fight it. By all means, lo-fi doing their shows, awesome. It's such a small piece that. I know it's special, but if you had everybody do it, I mean, Jesus, ASCAP and BMI were going into bars and clubs and fining them $3,000 for a cover band doing 
songs live. You're right. And that's what needs to change. You're absolutely right. And that's exactly what needs to change. Yeah. Oh, there's big changes that need to happen. I don't think I'll be alive to see it. I disagree. I hope I'm wrong. But right now, man, when I heard that, where they were going in and finding cover bands for royalties, your your establishment, I'm going to go in there, I'm going to go play Stairway to Heaven, because you said that before. Ask Cap to go in there, be like, oh, that's cool, you guys just played a cover song. Um, yeah, for you to be able to have bands do that, it's $3,000, because we have to pay the royalties. That's how bad it has gotten. Not everywhere. What do you mean? We covered songs. ASCAP didn't come in. I know that. But, go they on. They will. But they didn't. No, you're right. But they didn't. Who are these big brother people you're talking about? ASCAP, BMI, that's royalty. He. They're like the... That's what, what do you mean, he? That's you said, that, you you said they. I'm not saying it. Oh, I was oh, like, yeah. that's what you do? Don't, don't, don't yeah. love me. Don't yeah. love me. <laughs> you're going to get a phone call from me real soon. Hey, thanks, guys. <laughs> No, it's all the, like the royalties. Like Royalty you you sign up for stuff. BMI or ASCAP, and you you know you you have your yourself in there in the system, and you get a number, and anything that you've worked on gets assigned to that number. So anytime that number pops up anywhere for that song, it gets linked to you for a royalty. Did you ever notice at restaurants they couldn't sing Happy Birthday up until very recently? Think think back to any Applebee's you've been at, any Hibachi. They didn't sing happy birthday. It was someone's birthday, and they sang some kind of bullshit rendition. Mm -hmm. Because you can't sing happy birthday. Who owns happy birthday? Oh, you'd have to look. (laughs) Pull that up, Jamie. Hey, Google, who owns happy birthday? No, fuck Google. Did you know that? No, Uh, it's fucked up, right? It's it's, it's insane. But it just changed recently, which is why you've been hearing happy birthday a little bit more Hmm. often than you have. Yeah, it's like that writ large. It's just so wild. Fucked up, right? It's crazy. I've been in the industry for 17 years, and I've heard them sing happy birthday every single year. They sing a name? Every single year. They put somebody's name the in The actual it. song, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Oh, so if you put someone's name yeah, in it? Yeah, it's a different lyric. Then your boss We all learn from reckless. Vanilla Ice. That's wild. I also think it's really petty. I mean, it is. But you know why you feel that way? Because you're a good person. These people are not good people. They're greedy, heartless, soulless sons of bitches. What? What? Who's fucking... Who owns it? Walt Disney? Our foreman, and it was in 1988, is when it became a U.S. royalty. From 1988 to when? Like two years ago? Three Uh, years ago? I think a license is 75 years. I don't know. I also think the world's just super tired right now. Oh, come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people are tired. Like, you have a lot of passion, Mark. You know what I mean? Like... More than the average band. Yeah, like, tremendous. It's just... It's refreshing, actually. Thank you. But I think the average person is just so exhausted right now, and humans just having any normal human interaction right now is, like, difficult. You know, it's been very hard the past three years on a lot of people. And getting into, like, doing stuff like where we did at, like, Low Fidelic, like, bringing people together in a room, like, this hasn't happened in, like, years. I think a lot of people are exhausted. I think people, a lot of people are just having a hard time just being, like, a human 
in general where I know to you that sounds like ludicrous because it's like you're like well it doesn't make sense you know but there is a lot of work going into it I mean it's exhausting dealing with other humans <laughs> and here we go that nice just, round robin <laughs> it's, just, it's exhausting you know what I mean so like like doing what I did was easy but it was also like tiring you know what I mean because I do have to be a ringleader I still have to make sure like stuff is flowing stuff is happening and you know like like I said it was the, one of the easiest things I've ever done but it doesn't mean it still wasn't like mentally exhausting to make sure you know like things like ran well and I did always get nervous that like you know someone would come in and find David you know what I mean because I didn't know what we were doing like legally or illegally because people are assholes if people can write a ticket and make money like they won't even blink twice to think about it you know what I mean because it sucks people are so money hungry nowadays like those old school values don't even matter anymore manners like what are manners like yeah. holding a door for another human being doesn't mm -hmm. even happen anymore so someone thinking about like booking bands and like thinking about like other than themselves it's like rare to find people to do those things anymore you know like yeah. You're making me feel bad. I feel like we just told you Santa Claus isn't real. No, it's <laughs> well. One, he's real, but two, he's very real. He's he's very real, and he left to go get cigarettes when I was five, and hasn't come back. But he will come back. <laughs> I've perfected my cookie recipe. I've got unpasteurized milk. He will come back. People, I think you underestimate people, and I am shocked that I'm saying this because I fucking hate people. But you <laughs> said the average person. And it's unfortunate that we see that way because people are not average. People have so much more capability. People are capable of greatness. And they accept this thing. There's this foregone conclusion. There's this self-fulfilling prophecy that you are an average person, that you are a drone in a hive. But you are capable of greatness. Anybody who has achieved greatness in life has done so because they applied themselves. And you can do that. But people just think that they can't. And they don't because they think that they can't. And it's this catch-22, self-fulfilling prophecy of failure. You don't have to be that way. You can change things. You can put on events. You can bring people together. You just have to decide that you want to do it. Find how it's done. These people, these corrupt sons of bitches who are ruining these industries, who are tainting art with, with dollar signs, they are the minority. I think majority of people don't care. So if you also got out, and then you, if you do that at your establishment, you got to hope that your neighbors don't complain and then call the cops and have it shut down. That way. There's a lot of variables in this. There's too many people. Well, people uh, suck. Yeah, we I know agree. that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. We need you to know? eliminate seatbelts. But the thing is, like. Hey, I don't wear my seatbelt. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should be a better you person. Santa now. Claus, remember? I did not kill Santa Claus. He's my bud. Um, nah, I really feel like I should be a better person when you're around. I'm not, but I really feel like I should be. Why? Look what I've brought up. Because I don't want to sit there and say I'm a realist, but now I'm in the business. 
I'm no longer, I say this to Matt all the time, I don't think I'm an artist anymore. How come, though? What happened? I guess age. I'm going to say my age and then seeing how many times I've been taken advantage of by so many fucking places. It's exhausting. Yeah. And, you know, there's a saying, I'm an audio engineer. Where do you make money? You underestimate your on the role. Other, on the other side of the glass. You underestimate your role. You're right. You facilitate art. You fix amps. You record bands. I Who keep hears everybody a rolling. band without people like you? No one. There's people not many come in of that us room. left. There's you. Fuck other people. There's you. Yeah, if there's but... not many of us left, you know what the word for you is? Exclusive. <laughs> you are a rarity, my friend. And He's you know, vintage. <laughs> I feel vintage He's now. Still. He is a. He is a He's going to get fired next week. No, you're the guy in the van. You're the guy that makes it happen. Punisher had microchip. No, you need someone who's putting your tools together, who's making it happen. Don't undermine what you're doing. Don't invalidate the role that you play in this machine. But it's not, but I know, or other guys like me that do the same thing I do, no. Come on, how many studios do you know will sit there and go, yeah, man, totally record you, 65, 85, 120 an hour that's ridiculous i give people opportunities and chances whether it's one five cheap bartering for tubes yeah you know so i mean yeah nobody else would do that i still have a little good left of me but the artistic side of me now i mean you saw my instagram what was it friday First time I played in like three years. How'd it feel? Tiring. Tiring how? Because I made it through two sets and I was like, I'm fucking beat. How the fuck did I do this all the time? You're out of shape. But there's also nothing wrong to having that part of your life where you did something and then now you're just chilling for a little while. I And that's another thing. Like, you don't have to always be going, 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 going. You know? Like... Like, where you're thinking he's underestimating, like, who he is and what his thing is. Like, are you okay with where you're at right now? Like, Yeah. Just more relaxed, more everything. He just yells at me all the time. What was that? It's like, you just yell at me all the time. Yeah, I mean, I get to yell at Matt. That's fucking awesome. I'm sorry you're saying. But, like, you doing this, what you're doing here, is still an artistic, creative outlet. You know what I mean? And you don't have to be out in the world dealing with, you know, other people. And, you know, so there's different times in your life where it's, like, you know, more mellow, more calm, doing something like this is, like, that's fulfilling in its own way. True. You don't have to be. I mean, if you want to be out there playing a show, then do it. Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? If but you have that energy, yeah. then do it. But if you don't have that energy, there's nothing wrong with it. Exactly. You know, like you're a father. You, I don't know if you have a partner. You know, like you have a house. Like <laughs> yes. you're doing like grown up things. Mm. It's hard to still have like, I don't want to say like, like hobbies. But it's like having those passions where you're constantly out, like doing that networking, going to that practice, doing those things. And you're like, okay, I still have to do that self-care to make sure like I'm still just being like a functioning human being. Like it's exhausting. I mean, you know, like going out and playing, like that's cool. You guys have done it. You know what I mean? Like, 
There's times where I'm like, oh, I'm not a comedian anymore because I'm not making money. I'm not out doing shows. I'll be a comedian to the day I die. Oh, yeah. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, you're musicians to the day you die. Mm-hmm. Just because you're not active doesn't mean you're still not a musician. True. Very so, true. And it's not going anywhere. Oh, yeah. If you want to wake up one day and you're like, I have that energy to do I'm this again, you, you can. There's yeah. no rule saying you can't do it. No. You could be 70 and be like, no, what? I'm Now's my time. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's been times where I've been playing in like two bands, playing like three, four times a month, you know, mm. sometimes four or five times a month. And, you know, but right now, for oh, the past, awesome. say, year and a half that we've been doing this, it's just playing one show here, another show in two months, another show in two months, and then doing this every once in a while. It's a, it's a, nice, it's a breath of fresh air, you know, just to take a step back and, like you said, not constantly go, 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 go. Because you get to a point where you realize that the go, 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 go is good when you're trying to get somewhere with it. Mm-hmm. But well, I know for me, at least, I'm at the point where I only do it because I love to do it. And that's it. I'm not doing it for anybody else. I'm doing it because I want to do it and I love to do it. Yeah. And, that's, and I do it at my leisure. Do you get, though, that that's the point? If you love it, that's it. As long as you love it. So many of these people who are poisoning the industry are doing things not because they love it. The businessmen. They don't it's, even give a flying exactly. fuck about <clears throat> Well, the, the other art. thing you're fighting, too, is going back to the internet. You're fighting having anything you want to watch or listen to at your fingertips at any given moment. You don't have to drive an hour or 45 minutes to go to a show to see a band. You can just pick up your phone or go even cast it to your TV and you can watch 40 of their live concerts in professional sound and you can fast forward through the songs you don't like. Case in point, uh, Taylor Hawkins tribute. YouTube, TV, uh, Paramount Plus. Paramount Paramount Plus. Plus. Like, I mean, I watched the whole thing. I didn't, you know. But what's wrong with that? That's okay. I'm saying, but that's just another thing that you're going to fight against. What you're talking about, it's having it's these so people put on these shows is it's harder and harder to draw people to actually go to a physical show. Like, okay, so wait a minute. Here, here's a prime example. Um, okay, I couldn't be at the Foo Fighters thing, but I still watched it. Yeah. I can't make it to your next show. Imagine if it was on YouTube, live. Well, I could watch it. You know what I mean? It's like we're fighting this battle where it's like, and I'm sure this it's is not, with comedians too, because you know what? I look up Dennis Leary or Sam Kinison or whatever the greats were. Or, uh, I don't even can't even think of all of them, but Bill Hicks, you, George Carlin, oh, George Carlin, Richard Pryor. Um, but you can't. I can see them all on YouTube. I can see their live shows. You never. Growing up, we couldn't do that. Fuck, there wasn't even a computer. Know, but there's magic like in being man. there. There's magic in being there. The fact that it is put Absolutely. on, you have an option. You have an option. You can't see it every time, and that's Sometimes okay. Sometimes you don't have an option, though. And I'll that's probably say 80% that's the of the problem. time There should don't. always be an option. There should always be something going on. You don't wake up and see every sunrise, but you know that there will always be a sunrise that should you choose to, you can wake up, have that discipline, and see it, and mm-hmm. witness it, and experience that moment in your life. But it's you, also choosing your battles. Do I want to get up and watch the sunrise or do I want that extra hour of sleep so I can actually make it through the day? Which goes back to her point of people are just tired, man. Like, I know I go, 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 and then crash. <laughs> but you still need the option. 
you need that there. Everybody has the option, man. No, they don't. That's I, my point. I think they do. No, the shows aren't being put on. Well, that, that. The shows aren't yes. being put on. But you also have the option to go, well, you know, if I can't go to a lo-fi, well, you know what? Then screw it. I'll go sit there right. and Everybody sell has the all these tickets. To just go option that to someone else and make it happen. What do you mean? Like, you have an idea. You go find a place that could do this. And pitch it to him and say, "This is what we. This is what I want to do, and this is what I want to do with you." Because I guarantee you'd option. be able to, you'd be able to convince somebody to do a show like that. Go in there with just, your used used card, you know. No, nah, man, just go in there with that same passion. I would believe you, but like, all right, let's try it. Like you know, how many bodies you can fit in this trunk? <laughs> <laughs> this is the most depressing one yet! Yay! No, this is Guys good are, stuff. No, uh, it's no, no, actually no. really good. Depressing is contrast, man. <laughs> no, no, no. It's real. It's fucking real is what it is. It's honest is what it is. It's authentic is what it is. It's what the world fucking needs. So for every for every reason you could think of to, to do it, we, we could probably think of 10 that somebody wouldn't do it. Yeah, okay. I agree. But what carries more validity? You have a reason to do something and a reason to not do something. Where is the value in doing something versus the value in not doing something? Because people are in Wait, 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 no. Let's ask the non-musician first. That's an assumption. That's based Uh, uh. on an assumption. Ask the non-musician first. Can you repeat the question? I love it. (laughs) (laughs) You have the option to choose... What was it again? Fuck, I forgot. How did you put it? I can't... (laughs) You have the option to do something or to... Oh, fuck, hit rewind. <laughs> oh, what was it? It was... Um... <laughs> it was a solid point. Just because we forgot it doesn't mean it wasn't a good point. Well. It was so long ago. Well, it it was stick. so long ago when you said that. It was at least 40 seconds at this oh, point. Man. Oh, man. Okay. See, we're all exhausted. Will, are you paying attention? <laughs> I asked him already. He doesn't. No. <laughs> and there we go. Here's your consumer. <laughs> were you paying attention? That's no. on us. No. That's on us. No, he's here. Kudos to him. Yes. If he doesn't remember what's going on, it's on us for not enrapturing. He's right there. We can't even keep his attention. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got a couple What was questions. it you said? You Perfect. said that you for every point I make, there's 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 a you. For and every me, there's a there's you. There's a reason to do it. And a reason not to do it, but they're not equal. There's a false equivalency there. A reason to do something. You're saying that there's a reason to not do something versus a reason to do something. But for me, the reason to do something vastly outweighs the reasons to not do something. The reasons to do something are priceless, are invaluable. The reasons to not do something are logistical. It's like what we were talking about outside. You can always get more money. You can always get more land. You can never get more time. Yes. Time is priceless. Time is the only non-renewable resource. You may have a laundry list of reasons to not do something, but I can give you one reason to do it. I'm waiting for like the red pill or the blue pill. (laughs) Tell me, tell me. You ask why, why not? Because you have a laundry list of reasons not to do it, you got to do more work, and you ain't making any money. That's how people are inherently selfish. That's what it is. Not all people. The not vast all majority. people. Fuck those people. <laughs> they can stay at home. They'll watch on YouTube, and they'll miss out. Fuck them. Fuck them. 
But I mean, is making money selfish? No, yeah. but it's just it's you're, I'm saying it's it's inherently selfish because you're thinking of you and you what you're gonna do with it and your needs from it. Yeah. It's not selfish. amount of money is selfish. Yes, <laughs> an obscene amount. Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you should be able to live. If you need to pay your internet bill, if you need to pay your electric bill so for the extra two hours that you stay open to let some spoken word artists and stand-up comedians come in, and you need to cover that, that is not selfish. But if you are charging people to sing Happy Birthday and sending ASCAP in and charging cover bands $3,000 to do Wonderwall, that is another matter entirely. Yeah, Wonderwall would have entirely. to be at least six. No, no, no. There is a song. spectrum. We are speaking in generalizations in an irresponsible manner. There are spectrums to this you can be in the venn diagram of these worlds and coexist peacefully and maintain the integrity of art and maintain the integrity of expression and also cover your bottom line it's not impossible people are just fucking lazy and jaded and they don't know that there's an option they don't know that they could do that Someone who has a coffee shop is just thinking about their fucking beans, is just thinking about their gluten-free fucking scones that they need to provide for somebody. No, no, no. They're not thinking about putting on an event. They're not thinking about their larger role in the community. They're not thinking about that stuff. And that's fine. These scones would be better with gluten. Yeah, exactly. They are thinking about that, and good for them, because gluten-free sucks. It's just grainy, and it's sandy, and it doesn't have the same elasticity. No, no, no. Good. I want that person thinking about that. But you need someone who's also thinking about what else they can do to serve their community. So go make it happen. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I charge you with this quest. (laughs) Didn't you say you had some questions? Oh, God. Did you forget? Uh, That my brain exploded. Um... (laughs) I mean, medieval times, we'd all be dead by now. So, I mean... Oh, my God. We would be beheaded. Um, It's a common misconception that lifespans in medieval times were much shorter. Like, the average lifespan was like 30, 40. Mm -hmm. And everybody thinks you only live to about 30 or 40. But it's because the infant mortality rate was Mm -hmm. so high. If you could survive your first year, first couple years, then you'd most likely live to a ripe old age of 70, 80 or so. It's Hmm. just that the infant mortality rate was so high that it dragged down the average so that the average lifespan was about uh, 30, 40 it. years. Right? Mm, okay. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. What what are some of the things that comedians hate when the average person comes up and is like, oh, tell me a joke? Or, you know, where are you playing? Comedians yes. don't like talking to people at all. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. I'm asking yeah, a question. Why? Just we're... Um, there's very big egos in the comedy world. Okay. Um, comedians like to be around other comedians. <laughs> it's just, it's, I notice a lot of comedians are okay performing on stage because you're not really having a conversation with a human being. You're talking at people. You're talking, you know, yeah, above talking people. Yeah, you're talking to someone. You're talking exactly. At them, but then, like, I don't, I don't want to say a majority of comedians are mentally ill. But, like, it's just uh, self-absorbed or, you know, that it's just that um, they just don't really like talking to people. It's just like an uncomfortable thing. It's like 
you could really care less what the person has to say because they are going to ask you questions like, how did you get started? How do you write a set? And you're kind of like, why are you bothering me? Uh, you think we know? You just did it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just just talking to people in general. It's just... Do you feel uncomfortable right now? Not at all. Damn. Well, that's because I'm a different type of comedian. I'm okay. not just a comedian. What? Okay. You know, like I, uh, do. I thought you were going to tell me there were like different types of comedians. Like, you know. Well, there is. Oh, there's okay. Like, there's like, you know, there's, I'd say I'm more theatrical. I'm a, I'm, I grew up in theater. You know okay. what I mean? Like singing, all that. I'm not a great dancer. I could do the Charleston and stuff like that. But, <laughs> um, you know, where... I mean, I do sing. I don't play instruments. I've tried. It's just not going to happen. I did mm-hmm. piano lessons for a year. It's not in me. I'm not going to force it anymore. Disagree. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say it's you, you got to find the right vessel. My voice is my instrument. You know, like, I'm just not, I don't, I, can, I have an egg shaker. All my instruments I handed down to his daughter because I was just like, here. <laughs> here you go. Here's my tambourine. Here's my egg shaker. Here's okay, so there's like a theatrical theatrical comedian what else is there like what other not a brands i don't know who you call it <laughs> like i don't even really i don't is know is there mean ones nice ones clean ones dirty, dirty ones. ones well i mean it's just clean we're not everyone always thinks we're social i mean everyone thinks robin williams was like always <sighs> on mm-hmm. and if you meet robin williams like in real life you know rip he wasn't like a like a lot of comedians, when they come off stage, they don't want to be bothered. Mm, you okay. know what yeah. I mean? It's so just the person not... on stage is a character. You're already up there entertaining people as an individual, and when you're done, you're done. You mm. know, like, you have your small group of people that you talk to and, like, relate to or whatever, but... Who, who are we going with this again? <laughs> who? Different types of comedians. Yeah, yeah. like... Where, like, like I said, like, I just don't do comedy. I do music, you know? Like, I do community service. I do, like, you know, public speaking. It's not just stand-up comedy. So, question. you know, I finger paint. What? Can you think of a single stand-up comic that wasn't neurodivergent? Go. Nero what? Nero. <laughs> Fucked up. Does that mean they could fly through the air? Like, what? <laughs> what? Neurodivergent? Who didn't have some kind of mental illness, some kind of mental deficiency, some kind of neurodivergency? No. No. No, no, no. You're a stand-up comic because you see the world a little bit differently, because you relate to people well, yeah, a course. little bit differently. Who's comfortable getting up in front of, like, that's some of people's biggest fear, is to do not alone public speaking, but trying to get up in front of a, a strange, like, a strangers and try to make them laugh. Like, people are like, are you insane? And you're like, duh. It's not, it's, not much different. it's not much different than getting up and playing or singing. I yeah. think it's very different. Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah, it's yeah. Very Incredibly different. different. There's a vulnerability that yeah. comes with stand-up comedy I mean, that you, you don't, don't get with music. You don't have a heckler. You're not just up there by yourself. Like You're you too loud to have a heckler. Your, you it's have fun. your instrument. You have your music. You know where it's going. You get into that vibe of those notes and that sound. Like, when you're up there, your your goal is to entertain someone, make somebody laugh, make someone think a different way. You know, like the thought of trying to make somebody like laugh is like, it's, it's wild. You know, if I get one person to laugh, I'm happy with that dead ass. Like, cause I know I'm not, I know I'm not a comedian for everybody. You know what I mean? A lot of people, I don't want to say like, you know, think women aren't funny, but like, where am I? Like, (laughs) 
Did I miss something? <laughs> she said women aren't funny. I oh. didn't see that. <laughs> She was like, women aren't funny, and let me tell you why. <laughs> but, um... Top three women stand-ups. Uh, I'm sorry, you were making a point. Go on. I'm sorry, I think I broke your momentum. There's Papa, a vulnerability... can you hear me? <laughs> no, there's a vulnerability that comes with being a stand-up. Like, I'm speaking from experience. That... You can hide. You can hide when you're a musician. You can hide behind your amp. You can hide behind the crowd. You can hide behind the lights. But when you are a stand-up comic, you're just telling stories. So. I am paraphrasing slash misquoting, but Tarantino said something along the lines of when you're watching your movie that you wrote, you should feel embarrassed. You should feel humiliated mm. if you did your job right because there's a vulnerability, there's a rawness, there's a truth there that is embarrassing. And I think that's something that bands don't really have to worry about. I think they should. Sometimes when I see some bands, I'm embarrassed for them. <laughs> like, no, you guys I, really fucking must love playing music because that's about all you're worth. Uh, see, and there's the business side of me. It's just like, you're not worth a fucking damn. Um, no. All right. Can we address my question, though? What is it? Top three women comics. Okay. Obviously, Sarah Silverman. Obviously, Sarah Silverman. Okay. I am a big fan of Wanda Sykes, for sure. Okay. 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 Morgan Murphy. I don't even know who that is. <gasps> Irish Goodbye. Oh, the special is so good. Her Irish Goodbye special. What about Ellie Wong? I'm the third myself. You're the nice. third. Nice. There you go. <laughs> fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. That's, That's the right attitude. attitude. There we go. Well, on that note, everybody, I hope everybody gets home safely. And, uh, Are we done? Yeah. We're, Bye. Are we done? Are we done? I mean, that's we're already well over now. Yeah. yeah we Why got, do we got to like be done? We, we got the material, We only need 20 Mark. minutes. What? Wow. And <laughs> they have to do this editing. It's a lot. They have to cut out a lot. I know. Your burps alone are 20 minutes. I'm at 19 now. He's at 19. Do we have to be done? Oh, do you have any questions for her that you want to squeeze in? It's not so much. Do you so have anything a... that you want to say? That you want to touch on? She had some notes. She has a lot. Yeah, well, we're on your notes. No. Move, move on. She's like, no, depends. fuck move this. I'm done. I want to go home. Um, no. Peach I, stock. What's peach stock? That's definitely beach stock. Beach stock. Beach stock was something that I did last year, and it only happened one time because I made it very family-oriented, and I invited my grandma with dementia, and it was just way too much. What's beach stock? But what it was is I invited bands, and we played on the beach. Oh, that's cool. It was like a, I wanted to have like a Woodstock type of vibe. Nice. And um, Speaking of so. Woodstock. Did you have permits for it? No. Oh, see, even Woodstock had to have permits. <laughs> but see, that's the beauty of keeping something small. No, you're right. Like, like how many people I've were there? Fifteen, yeah. maybe. Yeah. That's fucking so, awesome because it's very just like close. But that's the thing. Like I don't like like you said something earlier about like uh like the end game like what's the end goal for like being like a musician what's the end goal for like an entertainer are you looking to book that netflix special you know what i mean like <laughs> i just do stuff i don't want to say just to get by but it's like i just do things because i enjoy doing them like i don't like i, I you love it 
it's just something that I like to like put on my resume. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I did this. What else can I do now? What else can I do now? What else can I do now? Like when I said to you last time, I was like, I would love to just do like, I love doing podcasts. I love doing like characters. Like it's a whole like, so that's where I would like to start going towards because it's exhausting doing stuff in front of people. It's exhausting going out into the world. It's exhausting driving, you know? So it's like, yeah, there goes my brain. Agree How many disagree. times you were like, oh, I have questions. You said, once, once. <laughs> you said, I, you said I do things because I love them. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. But you and, s- and you're a super passionate dude about yes. pretty much everything. Yes. But you said that in an almost apologetic tone. You're like, I do things because Well, because I, I do them. feel bad that I can't just find one thing that I love so much and to go full throttle with that. Like, I, there's so many comedians that I know. They're like, I just want to be a comedian and that's that. And they're so hardcore and hardcore into it. Hardcorn, hardcore. Corn, porn, what are we doing here? You know, so I do feel bad when it's like, I wish I was like fully passionate about one thing to go forward. But then I'm 36 now and I'm, I'm, just getting comfortable with saying like oh I dabbled in photography before oh I dabbled in like you know whatever blah 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 yazzy yazzy you know what I mean Mm. because it I did feel guilty not being out doing comedy five nights a week Mm. you know but I know who I am at this point it's like okay I do comedy like I said before music you could always go back to it comedy you could always go back to it it's never gonna go anywhere but I do feel bad that I'm not like wholeheartedly into something there's nothing that you're wholeheartedly into death i'm just kidding that's gonna happen anyway you don't <laughs> I have know. to be into it's it. so coming your way the end. <laughs> beautiful yeah oh, sorry, there we go, go. That's, that's, that's it the end we're done <laughs> you still have that fire I think you still kind of have it too you're killing it slowly oh yeah, yeah the I'd fire try yeah like I listen to you talk, and I'm like, oh, man, I remember being like that. It's like everything and everything and everything and everything is this. You, If you don't see it, there's something wrong. Like, you need to open up your mind, open up that door. Now, I'm like, yeah, man. What's my favorite TV show? Come on. <laughs> well, that shifted. You're a parent now, right? It happened way before I became a parent. Like... A uh, good friend of mine that still plays, he's like, dude, it's like you're in the worst fucking breakup. So, like, yeah, I loved music. Didn't love me back. Like, that's, like, seriously, like, mind-fucking like that. It's like being with your girl, and she's just like, yeah, see you later. Or, boy, whatever you want to be. See you later. You, you know? loved what you love, though. That hasn't changed. You let it change you. There's some outside influence that did this to you. See, but I can speak from experience. Like he still enjoys the once every week or once every other week, I, just jam with the boys, and there's there's no pressure. It's just. But I'll even go one more. I love creating, and I love creating in recording studio walls. So you'll get me in a studio no matter what time, what day, whatever. The second you want me to go deal with some fucking asshole at a fucking bar or at a stage a stage manager or fucking sound guy that's going to just piss me off or a promoter that's just a cocksucker. Nope, not going to do it. You I know have what no those drive are? To do it. You know what you have right now? Boundaries. You have secure boundaries. Okay. That is a very healthy thing. You have matured to the point that you know what you're willing to tolerate and what you're not willing to stand for. That is perfectly okay. 
That is a great thing. That is a beautiful thing. That is something that a lot of people don't ever find in their life. They get stepped on. They get taken advantage of. And you've reached a point where you will not stand for that shit. Kudos to you, sir. I'm also 44, so it's fucking awesome. Yes. You don't have much time left. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Next thing you know is a finger in the ass and your ass is going in the ground. Anyway. um, Clark, how old are you? Take a guess. Your energy is at 24. I'm going to say... Not bad. 35. Sir? 10? (laughs) (laughs) Closest closest guest yet. Will, you want to chime in? I have a question. Now, I have a <laughs> we're question. never going to know. And this is the one thing I really wanted to talk about, and I mentioned it to you at the show. So, if you were to take the best stand up comics, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to shout them out and say off the top of my head, across generations, George Carlin, Bill Hicks, Mitch Hedberg, slash Anthony Jeselnik to me. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, now, <Dane> Cook. Now, <laughs> profits. Prophets of a generation in another era, they would be standing on a mountaintop speaking truth to the masses. Who else stands on mountaintops speaking truth to the masses into microphones? You have musicians, you have artists. If you took some of the best stand up comics, gave him a guitar indistinguishable from Bob Dylan, if you took some of the best musicians, if you took the microphone away, from Rage Against the Machine, you'd have a stand-up comic screaming truth like Bill Hicks. The best stand-ups and the best musicians are borderline indistinguishable. They speak truth. That is the commonality between the two. There's a Venn diagram between the best here and the best there. And what it is is truth to power. You all right? I'm blown away. Like, I don't even know how to answer that. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that might spark discussion, but it seems to be just screeching this entire fucking... (laughs) Well, on that note, I'm going to bed. Fuck (laughs) y'all. Wawa time. (laughs) Hey, well, thanks guys for coming out. Thank you for having us. Yeah. We'll have to do it again sometime. Agreed, man. She said she likes doing podcasts. She's got a beautiful voice. I'm an asshole who belches 19 times. You can get, get one 20, more of them, we gotta get 20. I'm not feeling it right now. Oh, no, but no if crew. we can keep dragging this out, I don't need this to belch. In fact, I was belching. Really? Is that how we're gonna end this? <laughs> That's how we started it. <laughs> Actually, we're gonna end it with shouting out our sponsor, Little Fidelic Records. Yeah. Right up there you should totally stand. check that out. Don't break any arms. <laughs> I literally looked. I was like, where? <laughs> Dude, Low Fidelic Records has the oh, best no, selection no, I've ever awesome. fucking seen where in a record it? store. Is it up here? <laughs> oh. Low Fidelic Records has the best fucking selection I've seen in a record store. And that includes, this is a bold statement that you may all disagree with. Better than vintage vinyl. Vintage vinyl had a great selection of metal, had a great selection of rock, live performances, live signings, but they didn't have a weird section. Lo-Fi has a section called weird. I've currently bought nine records out of that section. One of them, I think, was just a lecture on dissecting people, and I have it on vinyl. 
I've got that shit on vinyl. I've got weird Why? Hungarian folk music. Because it was there and it was cheap. What do you do drunk. when you listen to that record? What? Like wash dishes? Like what do you do? And you, you just sit there and like. You just put it on. Ponder it. You just put it on. You fucking rip Are out Are there pull-ups. sound effects? No, dude. You put on a college lecture from 1967 <laughs> and you fucking like rip crunches. You're cutting stuff. Sound effects. Fuck like what yeah. are they're dissecting humans? I'm carving up a pork shoulder to grill for my guys and. Why did I think you said it was like carving up humans? You are projecting this onto me. Mm. No, you definitely I, said carving. Yeah, it definitely says carving up humans. Okay, so he did. I said pork right? shoulder. I no, said carving up pork shoulder. You said human. I did he not did. say humans. Serial yes, killer song. I did not say humans. That's, I said pork shoulder. No, you definitely said. Humans. I slow cooked a pork shoulder and I made, I made these pulled pork sliders for my guys the other night. Pork or Paul. You're putting these in my mouth. I am trying to be There's a, a soundbite for you. I'm trying to be a chef, and you're making me out to be some kind of serial killer. No, you definitely said human now. Like, 100%. How much you want to bet? Well, I would like to thank both of you, you for bet? coming. How much yes. you want to bet? Because I'm going to go bet? smoke a cigarette and maybe try to... <laughs> well, try I'm going to go get mac and cheese 10 from bucks, Wawa. 20 bucks. Oh, okay. uh, 20 bucks. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. No, 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 no. On camera. This is a wide lens right here. This is my hand. This is my hand. 10 bucks. I did not say humans. Shake it. Shake it. Peace out, everyone. Bye.